Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Good Sunday morning. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. And the start of the baseball season is a good one. A very good one so far. And not everybody in the SEC can say that. Uh, Tennessee's 0-2. Mississippi State lost to VMI, a 16-team win a year ago yesterday. I think it was 12 walks and 11 stolen bases for VMI. Ugh. Uh, so uh, pretty gross there. You had losses all around the SEC this weekend. Not you, at least so far. Ole Miss is 2-0 on the weekend. Obviously, one more game to be played. But uh wanted to talk to you guys at least about the first two for a little bit and bring you those interviews that I promised. Don't worry. Uh, they, they weren't previewing the Delaware series. So this is not old news. This is big picture season stuff with uh, with David Kellum and Brad Henderson, the all-time hits leader at Ole Miss, by the way. He's not just the... Analyst on the baseball broadcast. He is a hell of a player in his own right, as you guys know already. But again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky. Follow Twitter, like Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Also, wherever you get uh, your podcasts. If you're listening to this in browser, pull out your phone, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. All right, Ole Miss 0-2, dominatingly so, and there, there's very little, if we're being honest, there is very, very little that, that you can take away from games like these. Uh, other than the fact that you look good and you play the way, you, know, you, you beat teams like this the way you're supposed to. It's the same thing as, you know, FCS or bad G5 games in the football season. You know, you're supposed to beat Central Arkansas, but what did you look like while you beat them? You're you're supposed to beat New Mexico State, but did you struggle? What did you look like as you were playing uh, those games? What did it look like? What did it feel like? Were were you sharp? Were you focused? All that kind of stuff. That matters to me, but there's there's little in terms of like, you know, this player's great, this player's bad, whatever, that you can take away from beating up on Delaware. Next weekend... And it's going to be more of a significant test. Now, Maryland also has lost a game so far this weekend, but Maryland, a preseason top 15 team that you will play uh, essentially four games in a row. You've got the Maryland series, then uh, a twofer with Louisiana Tech, and then you play Maryland again up in Minneapolis. That'll be a, a much better test for what this team actually is. But in saying all of that, Team looks really sharp. Uh, there, there's no, or at least it, there doesn't seem like there's that national championship hangover or anything like that. They came out and they looked sharp in both games that they played. Friday, as you guys know, they won 11-2, uh, to two, had 13 hits, only gave up four hits on their own. Hunter Elliott was good. I jinxed him, though. I jinxed Hunter Elliott. I tweeted something like, uh, why isn't the mainstream media covering Ole Miss cloning Doug Nikhazy, what else are they hiding or something like that? And like five minutes after I sent that, uh, he gave up a home run and then another run. But only three hits on five complete, struck out nine. He looked really, really good um, just because he is uh, he is good. And he is a clone of Doug Nikhazy. He even does a little shoulder thing. I mean, it's I, we knew that last year, but it's like 
the everything about the mannerisms are the same, and the stuff is uh, seemingly um, as good. I mean, it's just he is a clone. He is an absolute clone. They hit the ball well as well. Everybody that got an at bat except for Burford got a hit. Even uh, Furnace, the pinch hitter, uh, had a home run. I believe he had a home run. Yes, he did. Uh, Alderman had a couple of hits. Uh, your new first baseman from Northwestern, he looks sharp. Uh, he had a couple of hits. Chatney had a couple of hits. I mean, it's just, you know, this McCants had to. Uh, happy to see him um, still plugging on him and, and playing well. He looks he looks very good. They all do. I mean, they're beating up on, on Delaware, but. Uh, they they do the same thing. They run rule Delaware on Saturday, ten to nothing. Delaware had a trio of errors as well, but Ole Miss had eleven hits, ten runs, only gave up three hits on the day. Something that you can actually take away from this one was uh, the freshman Sonye. He was he was good, not great. Um, the the stuff is there. You saw just the high level um, stuff. Um, it's he was a little erratic. I know he's been dealing with some what was it tricep soreness, I believe, uh, dealing with some of that. Um, the command was off. Uh, walked four guys. Uh, looked really really sharp in the first inning. I think walked the next batter in the second inning, like the first batter he faced. Um, but but you can see why uh, he was given that weekend spot. The stuff is electric. It, it absolutely is. Uh, command is something that uh, you need to keep an eye on. And just uh, how will he be able to locate moving forward? Was it just like, you know, first game jitters as a true freshman? Or or is it something that's going to be um, a bit of a concern moving forward? We obviously will have to see. But not going to hold one start. You know, a, a little a little loose with your command in your first start as a, fruit, a true freshman. Um, not going to hold that against anybody. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, but the stuff is electric. Y- you can see why. Uh, he got that weekend nod. He's going to be a great pitcher in time, and it might come very, very soon. Uh, but possible first game jitters, maybe uh, lost a little bit of his mechanics after the first inning. Who knows? I mean, again, true freshman, first start, he'll be fine. But that is something uh, to, to keep an eye on as well. Also, Jack Doherty being that uh, that bullpen arm is interesting. We talked about it on Friday's radio show. Um, you know, not getting... Uh, a weekend starting spot. Uh, he looked very comfortable in that role. What, two and a third and struck out five? Yeah, struck out five of the seven batters he faced. Again, it's Delaware. It's hard to take uh, take a lot away from this, but um, Jack Doherty might end up being one of the more shutdown bullpen arms when you factor in what you saw at the end of last season from him and what you hear about him going into this one. Looked like he was going to be that guy. So, a couple of nice wins. Again, look, you look around the SEC, and you've got teams that are struggling with bad opponents. Again, Mississippi State lost to VMI yesterday, who was a 16-win team a year ago. Um, State looks sloppy defensively. I, I have to watch a lot of state baseball, obviously, and, uh, because of my my day job, which this is, I guess, technically part of my day job. But either way, um, I mean, they walked uh, 11 guys. They're, they're bad in the field. They're, they're bad behind the plate and they lost to a struggling VMI team. So even though it's Delaware and there's really nothing you can learn from this other than looking sharp, looking focused, playing well, no national championship hangover, at least it doesn't appear to be one. Um, They look good and comfortable in the field, especially with some new faces. Young pitcher looked really good. It's a very 
nice start to your weekend. We'll see what happens today. But it's a very, very nice start to the weekend uh, considering what has gone on around the SEC and coming off of a national championship. It's really cold also. Uh, I guess today's going to be a nice day out there at the ballpark, but it was especially cold on Friday. Uh, crowds looked nice, though. God bless you guys for for dealing with that. It looked freezing out there, but the crowds looked amazing. Uh, as for Delaware in the opening weekend when it was 45 degrees on Friday, uh, students doing beer showers when it's that cold is um, whew, one of the few things I don't miss about uh, going to baseball games in right field is uh, the cold beer shower. But either way, uh, nice start to the weekend. Very, very nice start. Uh, to the weekend team looks focused and comfortable and uh, like they haven't missed a beat. So we'll see if they can continue that. And of course, again, next weekend going to be a little bit more telling in terms of where they are, but that would also be too early to make real sweeping judgments. Hell the team last year showed you that you should never judge them at all. As long as there's a game to be played, they can win the entire thing. Lesson learned. All right. um, The two interviews I promised uh, I'll, I'll play Brad Henderson first and uh, David Kellum. They're, these are really good conversations. It's uh, it's Richard uh, and them, so you have to deal with that, but that's okay. It's uh, They're good conversations previewing this team, reflecting back to the national championship. And again, there's there's no Delaware talk here, so it's still uh, very apt. Um, very apt and, uh, and appropriate and timely. So before we get to those, though, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market. For office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines down to cloud storage and data security, phone systems, whatever the case may be, if you or your business needs office technology and you live in the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Again, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll perform that assessment on me. Just check them out, ABSMS. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. They uh, are conveniently located. So if you are in this state, which the overwhelming 99% of you are, uh, you've got a Priority One Bank near you. You can, can conveniently manage all of your Priority One Bank accounts from anywhere. You have internet access. They have online banking and bill pay services. So you can do more than just check balances and and that's really it with my old bank. That's all you could do. You can transfer funds, make payments at alerts and more. They also have loan um, services. So call your priority one bank, uh, priority one bank branch today and uh, an easy and comfortable uh, loan acquisition process there at priority one bank. So check them out. 16 locations across the state of Mississippi priority one bank helps make your life easier by providing local decision-making for loans. Horrible read. It's Sunday morning. haven't had my coffee yet. That's okay. Priority One Bank is not horrible the way that read just was. That's okay. Yikes. It's podcasting. Not live. Well, what can I do? Anyway, Priority One Bank. Check them out. Here they are now. I'll start with Brad Henderson, and then uh, you'll finish up with uh, David Kellum. That'll end the show. And then... We'll be back with the baseball weekend recap live stream tonight. And then our weekly conversation with Mike Bianco will start on Monday. So here's Henderson and then Kellum. And that'll end the show. Thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you again uh, tonight. 
forever. People have asked David about his call, right? And he, he was telling that story a little while ago. said, you know, I had people that I – or colleagues, like, hey, have you scripted something out? And he just went with natural. But then you, you let it breathe for a second, but then you dropped the line in there. When you listened back to it, did, did you like what you said? Are you, are you proud that it came out the way that it Yeah, did? you know, we were so caught up in the moment. And obviously, as a color guy, you got to be quiet, right? That's that's 100% David. And we're, our kids' kids will always hear that call. You know, we'll be gone, yeah. dead and gone. And, and you'll always remember he struck him out on a breaking ball. Ole Miss is the national champions. You know, we'll, we'll always remember that. And we'll always remember it in DK's voice. Uh, but, yeah, it was was just a uh, again a surreal moment i keep saying that but it, I, I don't want to be the dead horse but so so this is like broadcast me that is i i liked what you said and i heard so many say from last in to last out and it's like hold on no no that they weren't out like like there was never a last out and you said from last in to last one standing, standing. which right. i thought that that's perfect so you nailed it. Well, I, I don't know about that. No, but, I, mean, uh, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, you let it breathe the right amount of time, and then yeah, just kind of from a broadcasting standpoint, you get very high marks on that. One. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So. Uh, maybe we can do it again, huh? Yeah, that would uh, that'd be a lot of fun. No, no question. Um, this team got Hunter Elliott running out tomorrow in game one, and then a new face in Grayson Sonia mm-hmm. in uh, game two, and then you get to game three and uh, another new face in Xavier Rivas. What are we going to see this weekend on the mound? Well, obviously, you know, we we all kind of hope to expect what, what we expected at the end of last year from Hunter. I mean, he, he was special, obviously, and he's just got that mentality of, of I'm just going to get you out. Here it is. And, uh, you know, I think he's developed a little bit better off-speed pitch. He was more of a fastball changeup guy last year. Um, so, so obviously, we, we look for Hunter to build on that and, and with, a, with a year of experience under his belt now. And Grayson Sonia is special. Uh, I haven't heard the coaches talk about many uh, arms like they've talked about Grayson. Now, Hunter was one of those guys last year, but they kind of had to, you know, get him in at certain times. You know, he didn't start really pitching on the weekends till about midway through the yeah. through the conference, and, and Delusia as well. But Grayson Sonia is special, and he's got the same mentality of Hunter. It's just, can, can, he, can he hone it in, uh, running out under the lights on Saturday, and uh, just trusting his stuff. At some point for all these new guys, you know, it clicks when the game starts to slow down. So you, you hope he goes out there and doesn't try and do too much in his first outing as a Rebel. And then Xavier Rivas, I, I think they're expecting uh, big things out of the left-hander. Uh, obviously, he's pitched in college before uh, and, and was a, a, a good transfer that they picked up, had really good numbers. The good thing for me about uh, Xavier is he had a really good outing Sunday in his last uh, inter-squad game. So obviously, they just need to get some innings under their belt and, and get off to a good start. Transfer portal has changed college sports across the board. Baseball is not exempt from that. But in the past, you lose a guy, Tim Elko, at first base. Either you have somebody that's been playing behind him that you're hopeful can can fill shoes. Maybe even if they don't fill it exactly, can be productive. Or you're going to rely on an incoming player, either freshman or juco, who has never had to stand in the bright lights. That's different now, whereas you've you got to get, like, first base particularly. Calarco is going to start at first base. This guy was the best player on Northwestern's team. And, and so you get an experienced college baseball player. Will he be Tim Elko? Probably not. 
I, I don't know that we're going to see another Tim Elko in the next 50 years in Ole Miss baseball. So you got a guy with some experience. Yeah, it's it's. I think they plugged uh, really well the holes they needed to fill. Uh, Clarko being one of them, Groff in center field, and, and Leger playing third base. Uh, obviously, we lost three really good ones in bench. Elko. You got time and to hang for twenty twenty three Ole Miss baseball season. College baseball begins tomorrow. Sounds so good. Uh, do you, you have trouble going to sleep tonight? Uh, like Christmas Eve for you? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of giddy all day. And, uh, you know, I've got some friends who have kids that, that are pitching in college, and they were getting on the road to go to, yeah. to go watch them. A guy I work with, obviously, he's got a son that pitches at Mississippi State. So he was headed to Starville. So it was a lot of baseball time. Wasn't who, a lot of work. Might or might not be starting tomorrow. He will be the starting pitcher tomorrow uh, in Starville. But, uh, you know, we didn't get much work done today. We talked baseball most of the day. I'm not mad at you for that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your boss is, but that's all right. We'll, we'll – We'll worry about that another day. Um, so we're talking about the transfer portal and guys coming in and kind of hurried through that. What have you seen from Anthony Clarko specifically at first base? Yeah, he's special. Obviously, he didn't he, he didn't do anything in the fall, yeah. and they knew that when they signed him. He had had a, he had had a, an injury that he had sustained at Northwestern, but uh, they were really high on him. Uh, he, he, just a big physical kid. Obviously, Tim was as well, but uh, Anthony is he's athletic, uh, and he's going to swing the bat. Obviously, his numbers at Northwestern were, were really good, and he's fit in really well so far with the team. Um, and I, like I said earlier before we went on break, it, it's the, the plug-and-play. I, I, I think they're excited about him, and obviously that was a, a hole we needed to fill. Ethan Groff in center field is one of the more fascinating transfers, I think, in all of college baseball. You're talking about a guy that was hitting over 400 when he was injured at Tulane before. A lot of experience. And that's a good baseball program at Tulane. I, I mean, it, it's not an SEC program, but they've played high-level baseball, postseason-type baseball there for a really long time. This is not a guy that was, you know, at a, at a small Division II school or an NAI school or, frankly, with no disrespect intended, even a Big Ten school like, like Clarka. He's going to step in and be the everyday center fielder. And to me, he looks more like a true outfielder than Ole Miss has had in a while. Yeah. Well, and he's a difference maker. Uh, he, he's not just a well, let's put him out there and, and hope he performs on the SEC stage. This kid's a difference maker. He's athletic. He can steal bases. He's going to hit for a little bit of power, and he's going to run everything down. And he's a leader, you know, and you, and you, you kind of wonder who's going to step in that role, uh, and it's – Typically not a transfer guy, but uh, he, he's a baseball player, and he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to lead off, um, and he needs to be good in that position. He's got some really good guys behind him. Obviously, he's got the protection of Gonzo, who will probably hit the two-hole tomorrow behind him. Uh, but he, he's a special player, and, and we're fortunate to have picked him up. And you mentioned Leger at third base, uh, another transfer. Did I say that right? Yeah. Leger. 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 Uh, what are you? What's almost getting there? Yeah, uh, transfer from Delgado. Uh, they've they've been high on him for a long time, and obviously we lose bench there, so that was another hole we needed to fill, and and he's filled it uh, extremely well all fall. He and he and Groff both swung extremely well in the fall, and you, you know there was no. Uh, you, you always get worried about uh, it being too big, you know, coming to a new team in a stadium like this, and they fit right in, and he he swung the bat really well, so. 
you know, it, it may take them a few games to get acclimated, um, uh, but it, when it's all said and done, they're going to hit in the heart of our order and, and be a big part uh, of the success or lack of uh, this Ole Miss 2023 team. Big picture thought on the SEC. And, I mean, it'd be really easy to say, oh, the SEC is going to be good again, which we, we think it is. But you look, you look at LSU, number one recruiting class in the country, number one transfer portal class in the country. Their opening day starter is a preseason All-American in Paul Skeens. They get talent all over the place. You look at Arkansas, and they were in the College World Series, and if they beat Ole Miss, they probably win a national championship instead of the Rebels a, a year ago. Uh, they do lose Jackson Wiggins at the front end of the rotation. People think Alabama's taking a step forward. Auburn was in the College World Series. Mississippi State's two years removed from winning a national championship. I mean, we're just talking about the West. Yeah, and you didn't mention A&M, you know, who, who was in the World Series oh, yeah. as well. So it's a dogfight. And, and if you look at our schedule, um, the, the, front, the front six weekends are just a, a gauntlet. But obviously at the end of the year, you'll look back and say every weekend was a gauntlet, right? It's, it, it boils down to who plays well at, at that time. But you're right. You know, we go to Vandy to start off and, you know, uh, get Arkansas at home. We get LSU at home. We go to Startville. Uh, get full, I mean, it's just a gauntlet, uh, but it always is. And and you talk about LSU and how good they are, and and obviously they picked up some key pieces as well. But the team behind us got the number two recruiting class in the country. So, you know, it's it, it is what it is, and that's the beauty of college baseball, and that's the beauty of SEC baseball, uh, and, and that's why you know we'll have ten or twelve thousand here is because they want to watch the best baseball in the country. So, it, it's just going to it, it already has lined up to be another phenomenal season and. And, uh, you know, we'll see where the chips fall. But, uh, you know, I, I do like the team behind us. You know, there was a uh, – and it's happened a couple of times. You've got 13 softball-playing schools in the SEC. Vanderbilt doesn't have a softball team. And we've seen a couple of years where all 13 SEC schools got into the NCAA tournament. I don't think we're to a point where all 14 baseball programs can get in. But when you think about Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league after next season, I mean – is it crazy if we get to a spot where 12 of the 16 get in? I don't think so. And you look at the World Series last year with Texas and Oklahoma both in the World Series. If if that already been in the league, you're talking six of the eight that would have made up the, the field of uh, uh, the World Series. So, you know, it, it's just it, it's an incredible league. We have incredible fans. Uh, and and we have the best coaches uh, in the country as well. So it's just a perfect storm when you put it all together. And, you know, I'm giddy just talking about it because, again, we're, we're less than 24 hours away. We have made it to uh, to the start. And uh, can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you coming by. Always good. Are we, we're going to be good for Friday afternoon. Yeah, I hope so, Rich. Year? I hope so. For, if you'll have me on, park. I'd love to come. Absolutely. You line, But today, guests are in person here at Swayze Field. We're joined by David Kellum, the voice of the Rebels. Is it fun to listen back to that? That is so much fun. It doesn't get old, even for me. I mean, (laughs) I've heard it now a million times, and uh, it's it's really, really cool. You know, the interesting part of that, of course, you've been in uh, play-by-play for a long time, Richard, is that a couple of my peers contacted me earlier in that day uh, via text and said, uh, you got something planned if you win it all in this game? And I just said, no, 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 I'm not writing anything down. If I write something down, I'll screw that up. (laughs) You know, so I may have told you on your show before, but I did just went and called it, and, and, and it 
came out uh, pretty decent. But what an incredible season. I know that we're about to start another one. I can't believe we're about to do that either. It seemed like we just left Omaha hurry, yesterday. But uh, it was a phenomenal year. And for me personally, you know, on a, what's been a long, long career, it's really fun to be able to do that for sure. David Kellum with us inside Swayze Field. Season opener tomorrow. It's the beginning of season number what? For me? For you. Uh, 45. That's Is that incredible. right? Mm-hmm. That's Six, really cool. 64 years old now. So I'm closer to the end than the beginning, I would think, by now. You were, you were talking about football schedules 14 <laughs> years from now. DK won't be dealing with that. <laughs> I'm looking about. Don't know where you're going to be when Ole Miss <laughs> yeah. plays Purdue in 2037, yeah. and it's not going to be West Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, I hope I'm around, even you know, yeah. I can sit up and try to watch it, maybe. But uh, you know, I think a lot of people ask about retiring. A lot of folks have retired here in the league just the last few years, you know. But I don't know if it'll be a year, three years, five years, eight years, whatever. Uh, as long as I enjoy it and, you know, enjoy the prep piece of it, we'll see. But uh, uh, it, you know, those future had... schedules, I'm not paying much attention. You know, Jack Christie's tell me all the time when I ask him, I said, Jack, how many more years are you going to go? And he went many more after the first time started. He said, well, David, I'm not buying any green bananas right now. <laughs> it's one of the greatest lines of all time. That's uh, That's really good. Um, I asked Mike yesterday, spent some time with, with mm-hmm. him, a long interview. He was great. And I asked him, you know, season ended. They came home for the quick celebration and the parade. He has to go to North Carolina for, for Team USA mm-hmm. baseball. Then they go across the world. And I asked him, I said, when did you get to the point where you just kind of sat down and reflected a little bit and, and thought about it? And it was like, holy cow, did that really happen? Did, did you have a moment like that? Because I did. Se- season ended, and, and you go into a little bit of a hibernation in the summer where you don't do as many radio shows and you know you kind of disconnect after a long season, mm-hmm. well-deserved. When did that moment come for you? Well, you, going back to Mike, you, you know we know him. You know he put 150 percent into that piece too, and so it was kind of, you know, a situation where he couldn't really celebrate it till he got back. So right. I know that that was was his deal. My deal was getting back, and normally we don't go that far. So I've got a two month gap. Well, we're already talking football by the time I get back, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, time out. <laughs> I, get a, a I, little, I need a minute, a little time off. But I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks after the the celebration, and then Mary and I spent probably a month just every now and then look at each other and say we won a national championship i mean yeah. you know it's just, and it's still kind of uh, sinking in i guess but it, it was a strange season uh from the, the the struggles in the middle a fun uh story a great story in fact but uh, it, it took me a couple of weeks for it to really sink in yeah a team that went from number one to unranked and mm-hmm. looking like they might not even make the sec tournament to they make the sec tournament get bounced last team into the field and then I carry a trophy. Off Win it all. Together. You know, Richard, I felt good, though, getting in. We were playing good baseball by that point. You know, losing to Vanderbilt in the first game of the SEC tournament is not a shock by any means. I mean, gosh, that thing is one of the best events that yeah. we have in the country. Uh, but you, you just were, hope that that didn't cost you. Right, right. So once you got in, you felt like, okay, we got the pitching going. We're hitting the ball really good. we got a chance to see how deep we can go. You know, I don't know if you're uh, – their goal was to win it all, obviously, sure. once you get in. But I don't know if you anticipate that. Let's see how far we can go. You had tough assignments because you didn't play well at home. Didn't the, the amazing thing is we didn't play a single one of those games here. I mean, the month of June, we're in Miami. We're in Hattiesburg. We're in Omaha. I was at my house five days. Five days I spent the night at my house in the month of June. So uh, you didn't do any of it with the advantage you got at home. And so that's a big piece of the the story as well. But, uh, boy, the guy just played really, really good. and uh, it, was, it was a fun run for sure. All right, so looking at this 2023 season, mm-hmm. you, you got faces returning. 
but they're also a bunch of guys that, that meant a lot to this program for a long time who are gone. I, I always think there's a, a fascinating, and, and you've seen it go both ways, right? I mean, we, we talked lots about Mississippi State. They went it all two years ago, mm-hmm. had a ton of injuries last yeah, year. They yeah. end up finishing last in the SEC, but we've also seen, if you want to go back a little farther, a team like South Carolina that goes back-to-back national championships. And I'm always curious about how you get your guys back, how you get them locked in and focused, and you turn the page and, and you fo- I asked Mike about that. He didn't mm-hmm. seem to think that that was an issue at all for this particular team. But it is a fascinating kind of mindset that you've got into to, to start over. Well, I think it's the consistent approach that Mike's had to his program for years and years and years. I mean, they get to the beginning of a start of a season, they feel pretty good about having taken care of crossing the T's and dotting the I's and ready to start a new season. It's just always some mystery because you have turnover uh, you know, every single year. But I look up and we're ranked, I think, as high as fourth in one of the national polls, and we're preseason picked fourth in the West of the SEC. So <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of the way it is in our league and all. It's a tough league, and you you know you got a chink in the armor, you get in trouble uh, in a hurry. But there's some there's some good parts coming back. I think Peyton Chatagnier is a, a great piece, and Kemp Alderman, who, the progress, the step he made from two years ago to last year was phenomenal. So you got Kemp back in the the lineup, and I think there there will be some some newness and some new players we're not familiar with. But that kind of happens every single year. Hunter Elliott. It being back is gigantic, obviously, and we'll see how the the, the bullpen kind of shakes out down the road as well. But uh, you're I'm in the sure middle of basketball right now. Have right. you had a chance to to watch any of the inter squad games? I, like or? three innings. Okay. I swung by here, saw a little bit periodically, but no, I haven't had a chance to devour it by by any means because we've been traveling, doing hoops left and right. But uh, I'm excited to see some of the new guys, see what they can do. So what do you? I, I, you heard me say I was going to throw math at you. Yeah. This booth over here, which has been your home in this stadium since well, kind of actually since started in this one. This yeah. was the home booth until we hosted a regional one year, and I realized that booth was better. I don't guess I ever went down there. I said, we're going to switch down there. Langston Rogers said, why do you want to switch booths? I said, well, it's got a, a shelf in the back and cabinets. It's a whole lot better room. Yeah. <laughs> you just switch the name. That's home. This is visitors, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we're talking about the number of hours. Gosh, I don't know. You, you figure – uh, if if you want to do just broadcast time, three and a half hours a game or whatever for for all those years, it's it's a bunch of hours. I'll say that much. Yeah, we we were playing around with numbers and we came up with a little over six thousand hours. Oh wow, really? this is a lot. That's a bunch. I mean, if of you hours. think about a, a like a standard work year, yeah, like for an eight to five forty, that's that's two thousand hours. Oh, Learfield owes me a raise, right, <laughs> Houston? We need to go, Can you negotiate I that need to on renegotiate the air? that right here on the air with with them. Uh, yeah, and, and you know you got to love the the game and sports and um, to be able to you know sit there and do that for that long. And I do. I love the sports that I call, and um, I don't really think about it too much from a time standpoint. What is it about the ballpark? You and I have spent a lot of hours together mm-hmm. in in these booths in this stadium and in booths in other places as well. But there's something that feels different about getting to the ballpark in baseball, then, I don't know, it feels getting early to a football stadium or, mm-hmm. or to a basketball arena. So, so what is it about baseball that just kind of grabs you and pulls you in and it just feels comfortable? The, the other things going on, batting practice. 
you know, getting to visit with the coaches a little bit, it's not quite as intense. Not that they're not focused and really yeah. ready to play a game, but it's not quite as intense. Basketball is kind of boom, boom, and you play. Uh, football is really, really tight, and you don't really have access to players. They're on the field. You can, you know, hang out behind the batting cage and do things. So early arrivals always been something I've enjoyed uh, through the years. And, um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've met somebody behind, the, you know, the, the cage – uh, at other schools and built a relationship with them just sure. simply because watching BP, you yeah. know, it's a uh, certainly is unique. Um, new faces we mentioned that Grayson Sonier, who I guess you will not mm-hmm. get to see this weekend since right, I'm basketball on, I'm on, on Saturday. Yeah, but a uh, a freshman that people think is going to be a star transfers, which is kind of a, a different piece than we've had in uh, in recent years in the college baseball world. As you've talked with Mike and maybe Carl Lafferty and Mike Clement and some others around the program, your thoughts on this season that begins tomorrow? I think most of my conversation has been with Mike Clement, uh, and he's he's been very, very positive. Uh, he, he really knows the, the pitchers well because his guys have been facing them, them all know? the time. And uh, he told me, he said, I said, what about the rotation? And Mike said, it's good. <laughs> so if he says it's good, I'm believing it. You're, Not that the offense didn't have some su- success, but uh, we'll see how it pans out. You're always gracious with your time. Thanks for stopping hey, man, by. I love you, brother. David Kelly. See ya. From the Ole Miss Sports Network, from Learfield, play-by-play. He'll be on the call for opening day tomorrow. I do get opening day tomorrow, yeah. Ole Miss in Delaware, 3.30 airtime, 4 o'clock first pitch. Season opener here. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.